An Eichel backhander on goal save. Rebound and score! Barbashev in front. 7-1 Golden Knights. The party is on in Las Vegas. Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studio and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. What has happened here has been simply incredible. Not only is Vegas a hockey town, it's a championship town. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your home for access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here are your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Ryan Wallace, Darren Millard, Chris Chapman. Live inside the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215, home of the... some developments from the land of the Vegas Golden Knights to bring you up to date and normally we let Bruce reveal a lot of the little subtle news that uh, that is percolating from the locker room but uh, we're going to get a jump start. Bruce is still coming up uh, with his media availability from today and he breaks down the power play like you will not believe. Uh, if you're a, a minor hockey coach, if you're a hockey fan that wants to learn more, if you are just a, a general observer of the game, take some time and download the podcast after we're done with with our number 2 and listen to his conversation about the power play Mm -hmm. uh, near the end of his availability it is staggering i was sitting there with eddie olchek today in in the media availability along with with ashley vice and i looked at eddie and said you you can't pay to get this sure like nowhere are can you even cough up cash and get that type of information never mind just sitting here Listening to it, and we're lucky in the media, but as hockey fans or, or coaches or players who, who want to learn more, this is a luxury, and it will just further your knowledge uh, of our sport. So that's coming up in hour number two, but he also addresses a couple of personnel situations that we've been following. Mm-hmm. One, the open spot on the wing on William Carlson, and subsequent to that, the availability of William Carlson himself, yeah, which people have been looking, going, okay, he's the number three center, number sure. two center, yeah. uh, whatever you, way you're feeling that day. The open spot on the lineup is with him, but he's only played one game. Yeah, and is there an issue there? Mm-hmm. Is there are they just bringing him along? Well, there is. A situation where he's he's being bothered by something. It's a day to day situation. Doesn't sound like it's going to be long term. Uh, Bruce Cassidy does address that, but after making his preseason debut, William uh, didn't skate today, mm-hmm. and we don't think that William Carlson will play tomorrow. So there basically is the potential reading the tea leaves. One more chance to see William Carlson on the ice. One more chance to see. An audition there. It's 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 sort of handcuffed the organization, being the general manager and the coaching staff, with trying to find the the winner of mm-hmm. this battle for the open spot, because you've had very little time with the center iceman yeah. in that spot. Now, to further it along, what does that do 
if William Carlson's not available. That means Brett Howden goes from wing Mm -hmm. with Mark Stone and Chandler Stevenson and slides over to his natural position of center. Right. So now that creates two winger spots. Yeah, for sure. uh, Within the lineup. So we've been focused on that one position on the left side of William Carlson when, in fact, there may be two openings uh, on the short term with this team going into the final couple of preseason games. Hopefully, hopefully Carlson's back on Saturday afternoon in L.A., but there's the potential where mm-hmm. y- you might have to plug and play a-, a couple of spots going into the season. Which is really interesting when you kind of look at the Golden Knights throughout this training camp and the idea that, that everything was pretty well set. And, you know, now you've got a situation where rolling into Saturday, rolling into, you know, Tuesday, six days from now, there might be a little bit more fluidity than we were expecting coming into training camp. So hopefully for William Carlson, he's able to get himself uh, into a position where he's good to go come regular season. I I don't know that you're, you know, you're too concerned. Obviously I think you'd love him to play a second preseason game, one more tune up prior to the regular season. But you know, with William Carlson, his engine, you you know what you're going to get with him. You just, I think he would like to feel comfortable. Of of course he would. And you would, you would like another rep with somebody, right? Whether it's Dorofiev or whether it's Cotter getting a, a rep in the preseason, You'd like that ideally going into the regular season. Well, if he plays Saturday, mm-hmm. the names of the two wingers, yeah, that's what I would expect to be the lineup on Tuesday. Sure, just to get them out there, mm-hmm. give them a go. Like it's really late in the game because of what's going on to be able to experiment. So I would think, from Bruce Cassidy's standpoint, you would be more comfortable with giving your opening light night trio mm-hmm. uh, an opportunity to to have a good dress rehearsal if he's able to go yeah. on on Saturday. Now, so it happens fast and we've seen it with this team with with injuries before how it can just boom everything's good and then 4 days later mm-hmm. you're having to move a few pieces around. There wasn't any openings on the back end. Zach Whitecloud will not play the rest of this preseason. Yeah. And he's not on the ice yet. He wasn't practicing today. Bruce's philosophy uh, is if the player's not on the ice, then he doesn't talk about the availability or mm-hmm. uh, prognosis of the player returning to the lineup. So you've got an open spot there right now. And you've got one open spot on Carlson's line with the potential of a centerized position uh, open with Carlson himself. That's three three spots. Yeah. Just like that. Yeah, and, and again, it's kind of the unpredictability of going into a, a regular season and in trying to figure out everything that you've got to figure out in in training camp. Uh I'm interested though to see what you know, what the philosophy looks like tomorrow, right? Because if you're in a position where you you might need to go with Brett Howden down the middle on your third line, I wonder what that rep might look like tomorrow. For Brett Howden, will, will you will you line him up at center? Who do you put alongside of him? And then who goes to play alongside Mark Stone and Chandler Stevenson? Yeah, that's an interesting spot. The the Stone Stevenson mm-hmm. position. Yep. Because a number of players were there last year. Sure. By virtue of need, mm-hmm. like availability, 
who who was healthy yeah. at, at the time. Yeah, you you had a lot of moving parts, but that uh, that and being able to play right side, left side. Mm-hmm. Uh, now now you've got uh, opposite wings uh, that are available. Uh, who is who is Howden most comfortable with? Now mm-hmm. Howden and Amadio had a pretty significant moment in the Stanley Cup playoffs <laughs> last year. Yeah, uh, not bad. Uh, coming off uh, a shorthanded situation, uh, and and they were right back out there. It was mm-hmm. they were coming up a power play or a shorthanded? Uh, I think it was it was coming off of a shorthanded situation. Yeah, and so they they combined for an over ten goals. So there's yeah. there's that. I actually watched them today, the two of them. It's funny that this came out after practice because at the end of practice. It was a fun exercise. Mm-hmm. So many guys stayed on today at the end of the workout, more than usual. Mm-hmm. Everybody, there's your group that play the game of rebound uh, on the goaltenders, and there's that constant group, but there's a couple of extra players trying to get into the rotation. Uh, you had the defenseman at the other end working on uh, shots and one-timers and distribution of the puck. And right in the middle, Chandler Stevenson was going through the neutral zone, practicing his edge work. Mm. And, boy, you you see the talent in these guys, what they can do on one foot inside, outside edge, forward, backwards, uh, heel, toe. Mm. Uh, Chandler's known for his speed, but that edge work. And he's just going through, doing his, doing his, uh, his work. And off to the side boards, it was Michael Amadio and Brett Howden Flipping pucks, saucering pucks, like waist high to each other, and just knocking them down. And n- not every pass is perfect, mm-hmm. right? So you, they were just having the pucks come towards you, knock them down, ba- forehand, backhand, forehand, backhand, mm-hmm. and it was, uh, it, it was. And then they they switched up, uh, tried a couple of other uh, different rotations of it, and uh, and Ben Hutton was doing some pivoting, uh, what they call. Surfing when they when the this is his terminology when the defenseman is following a forward up the boards or up the neutral zone mm-hmm. or sorry uh, the defensive zone uh, they're sort of surfing along that wave of the of the forward they're following along and then they have to pivot back they have to turn and pivot back and uh, he was working on a new way to pivot he's been in the game his whole life but this this is a new way so there's a lot going on at the end of practice and but Howden and Amadio were working together and they may end up being mm-hmm. a combination with is it Cotter, or did Cotter play over with Stone? Yeah, and Stevenson. It, I to me, I feel like that's the spot for Paul Cotter. Like I, I think that he can replicate a lot of what Brett Howden does in that role. So, so my guess would be Paul Cotter alongside Stevenson and Stone, and then you've got Dorofiev with Howden and uh, and Amadio. That that would be my. Does, My that, first does it inclination. open a spot for Max Comtois to play with two really good players? Yeah. One, one final look for him down the stretch here trying to earn a contract. I mean, if I'm Max Comtois, I hope so, right? Like, if, if I'm Comtois in that situation, if I get to play with Stevenson and Stone perhaps tomorrow, like, you got you have to show out in that game. You you have to stand out. You have to be a player that, that can, like, impact the game alongside those two. So it, it would be a great opportunity for Comtois uh, to show what he can do with with incredibly skilled hockey players, Brandon Brisson. That's another opportunity too. He can play both. Yeah. Which battle, direction do you go? The battle for that final wing when everybody's healthy. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's not a battle for the final winner spot. It's there's two forward positions. There's the twelfth, not only the twelfth, but it's the one available spot. Mm-hmm. And then you have the thirteenth, the extra yeah. forward. Yeah. 
it, it hasn't really delivered. No. To the setup that we built up for everybody. Sure. Last night, I thought last night was the ultimate opportunity for everybody involved, mm-hmm. whether it's Brisson, uh look at Dorofiev, uh, Cotter was in the game, Comtois uh, was playing, and Paul Cotter, really good start to the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, puck retrieval on a power play. You could argue, was that his best game of the preseason? I think so. I would make that argument. I think yes. so. I think there's another level. For, oh, 100% for, for Paul yeah. Cotter, but but starting to 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 see uh Paul Cotter. The the rest didn't do a lot to separate themselves or measure up to Paul last mm-hmm. night. It mm-hmm. was a, not a lethargic game, but there wasn't enough as Bruce mentioned post game, enough willingness to Get to the middle. Yeah, Dorofiev did a great job with uh, the line mates last year when he was with William Carlson, and th- we didn't see uh, a lot of that come to it. We didn't see uh, a lot of that. Brisson wasn't as noticeable last night, so it was. It wasn't the decisive moment mm-hmm. that we were looking for in that winger spot battle with with William Carlson. Even though he wasn't in the lineup, I yeah. thought there was real chance there. Playing with more of your peers, mm-hmm. who can go? Yeah, it's I mean, nothing it, really. It it was it was definitely Paul Cotter's best game. Mm-hmm. You mentioned the start. I thought kind of the the end that that final push. It was more so Paul Cotter driving uh, driving the charge there for the Golden Knights. So I, I thought that he had moments where he stood out, not consistently over the course of the full sixty minutes, but. There were at least moments where you noticed Paul Cotter. Gage Quinney had a really strong game too, uh, but that was about it offensively for the Golden Knights. For Brendan Brisson, it it almost felt like he was lost in the shuffle. Like you notice a player when they're receiving some of those passes and making some of those plays with Eichel and Marcheseau and Barbashev and all that. But you know, for Comtois, it, it was a, another opportunity for him to to do something to stand out and outside of you know, really some post-whistle scrums and some pushing and shoving here and there, it, I didn't notice Max Comtois a lot. Yeah, I'm I'm not putting that in my assessment. Mm. Because if there was post-whistle scrums, it would have happened in the L.A. game. I, and I'm then, right there with you. And then you got you got something for me. Yeah. It, At this point, Comtois has to do something offensively. Like, yeah, he's got to score. He, he's, he's got to make some plays. He's a blue-chip guy. Yeah. And... Yeah. He's a blue chip guy who's lost his offensive way right now. Yeah, he's got he's got to be able to find that. That's a that's a tough place to be as an athlete. Mm-hmm. We we well, I think we brush over the amount of stress that that uh, that causes on an athlete. Yeah, when you when you're struggling with your confidence, there's there's that point during the season when you're when you're down on yourself, you're going through uh, a drought. This is a whole different story yeah. when you're playing for a contract. Yeah, and could he have picked a, an easier team to earn a contract with? Yeah. But I love the fact that he challenged himself with. Mm-hmm. But he, there, there's got to be, in watching, more of a noticeable performance in Max Comtois. And if if this is the case, I'm going to put Carlson in on opening night. Okay. Until he's scratched, Carlson's in. We've got another week. So there's there's whatever's being treated there. Uh, I love the opportunity uh, to to get him ready, mm-hmm. and you're right. He doesn't need five games. Would 
two or three be perfect? Yes. Yes. If he only gets one, okay. He's played with enough of the guys that that you could. He's got experience with Dorfy. He's he's played with Cotter. So I'm gonna put I'm gonna put Carlson in, and I'm going to let Howden slide back to to Mark Stone and Chandler Stevenson. Based on what we've seen, I think Paul Cotter is the guy, mm-hmm. and maybe platoon, maybe for the next game and in San Jose. Maybe store for you. Mm-hmm. Maybe they go in and out or yeah. two and three and then flip back and forth. But for opening night type of talk, Cotter, nobody's outplayed Paul no. Cotter no. right now. And, you know, for, for Pavel Dorofiev specifically, I, I thought last night was his quietest game of the preseason. Um, and I think that that's what solidifies it for me. I, I'm, I'm with you in that I, I would expect opening night, William Carlson's in the lineup, Paul Cotter's alongside him and Michael Amadio. And then how that goes, how how many games in a row Paul Cotter plays, whether or not you you flip him out or, or switch him out with Pavel Dorofiev is going to depend on the players that are in the lineup on a night-to-night basis. But uh, I think right now, Paul Cotter, uh, uh, to your point, no one's outplayed him. No one has knocked the door down to say, that's my spot, and and it should go to me. And and you know if that's the case, it should go to Paul Cotter. I'll just say this and leave it hanging out there. If Paul starts opening night with William Carlson, yeah, look for something to happen of significance <laughs> mm-hmm. because Paul Paul's played everywhere mm-hmm. during this preseason. He's been challenged by the coaching staff, by the organization, to bring it with players that aren't as established as a William Carson or mm-hmm. a Michael Matthew. Mm-hmm. And it, it's been a, not a challenging training camp, but it's been more of a ride than he wanted or he expected. If he's back with William Carlson, where he thinks he should be, mm-hmm. where he thinks he deserves to be, and he has – the the good vibes of being there. He's an emotional player. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, if he's there, watch out uh, on on opening night or opening week. I think I think where he's traveled during this preseason to get something to feel really good about himself. You could see like what we saw in Game Two last year, where mm-hmm. he was the difference against Chicago. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised by that at all. I, if if you've got Paul Cotter opening night with William Carlson, it's pretty easy to say that might be my night to shine in yeah. the pregame show because he's got a flair for the dramatic. He's got a, a knack for the moment, and and I I don't think given kind of what he's been through over over the course of camp, the 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 challenge how he's been pushed, I, I think that. You know, you give him, he gets that opportunity. He earns that opportunity. He's going to make good on it. You expect when you set up one battle, mm-hmm. one open spot, and the way that we have positioned this, if you are talking about sports and the the drama uh, of hockey, you, you're waiting for a guy to go out and two and one, one mm-hmm. night. Mm-hmm. And then his his rival, his challenger for that spot, to come back with, a goal and an assist the next night. Mm-hmm. And then Jonas Rombier gets the penalty shot. He scores on that penalty shot. He didn't, but like yeah. he, he puts himself in perfect that world. Yeah. But but none of that has happened Mm-mm. yet. And and it's funny how 
we position it one way, but this job is being decided in the in the other arena mm-hmm. of nobody being able to separate themselves and almost being and some of that has to do with veterans are mm-hmm. working their way back in like there's 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 I wouldn't say a lot of urgency in this camp Mm-mm. and there shouldn't be a lot of urgency there's no, no reason for to be a lot of urgency but sometimes that can have an effect on how players uh, produce during the course of, of of a camp and last night was the perfect opportunity for blow the roof off this this race mm-hmm. and it just it never happened yeah, it just didn't materialize there's and, little spurts but it didn't happen yeah and you know i think that's kind of an un- unfortunate situation and you know if if you're if you're a Comtois or or a Dorofiev, if if the you know for Comtois specifically, if the PTO doesn't turn into a contract, like you look at that one as a as a pretty big missed opportunity, and and for Pavel Dorofiev, if he's not alongside William Carlson for Game One of the regular season, you can look back at that game where you had an opportunity among your peers to stand out, and it just never really happened. So if Carlson can't go, and Howden comes back, mm-hmm. you have two spots. Yep. I would play – I think I would still play Cotter on the left side mm-hmm. and then put Dora Fiev with Stevenson and Stone. You would go the the opposite from from reading and, and listening to some of your uh, analysis. It's not a bad thing. Like, yeah. you, both both are great. Yeah. But uh, but isn't – wouldn't it be interesting? We talk about this for two and a half weeks. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then they both end up yeah. on opening night? I, I mean, it's it's – crazier things have happened right like the golden knights started five goaltenders in a row mm-hmm. five different five different goaltenders in five different games so like we've been in in these interesting junctures before where you know injuries throw a wrench into what you expect to happen you don't necessarily expect it for game 1 of the regular season but you know the fact of the matter is We've been talking about the, this race between Cotter and Dorofiev and, and Comtois' d- desire to turn that PTO into a contract, and the reality of the situation is both Paul Cotter and Pavel Dorofiev could absolutely be in the uh, in the opening night roster. I wonder how much they have to pull the reins back on William Carlson. <laughs> because Ooh. you can't have this become a nagging thing Mm-mm. and dog you throughout the season. Like, now's the time to be ultra conservative and yeah. that's what i'm seeing from them is didn't skate today he's, he's battling something being uh uber careful with with william carlson yeah i wonder how much and i have no idea what it is sure i didn't see anything the other night when he did play uh that was nagging him i haven't seen uh anything in his stride or his shooting his release that would tell me that it's um a shoulder a hand or a knee or Growing, I, I have no idea. Yeah, uh, what it is, but I just uh, I'm be need to be behind the scenes a little bit to know exactly where the push pull is coming from with uh, with one of the f- most fit guys mm-hmm. in that room. Yeah, I mean, I think caution is is really the best place to be right now if you're the Golden Knights because you know William Carlson's going to be most valuable to you in the regular season critical junctures you want him playing well down the stretch into the postseason you know I know we're still in preseason now but that's the most important hockey that you that you need to have William Carlson ready to go for so um you know the the cautious approach is the right one with him and again I I don't worry about the fitness level I, I know it'll you know it might take a little bit of time just to, in terms of timing but 
uh, everything else, all the skating, everything that he does, he'll, he'll be fine once he's able to get in. Let's take a break. When we continue, we have our game rating selections pared down to 16. 16, yep. 16. Mm-hmm. We are going to start releasing those in a, a poll on X, and we invite everybody to keep an eye out on Ryan the Hockey. I, I will retweet it. Uh, what? Magnum will retweet I'll retweet it. Because what? We, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Johnny Blue I'm, checkmark. It's turned over a new leaf. I don't yeah. have a checkmark on X. Yeah, no longer a Johnny Blue checkmark. No. Instagram, I do. Yeah. I'm verified on Instagram. Gordon uh, made sure of that the other day. Good job. Way uh, to go, Gordo. So we will we will let you know the first go-around of the game rating process Mm -hmm. and what the category will be this year. And we'll start that next on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Hour number one of the VGK Insider Show, Darren Millard, Ryan Wallace, uh, Chris Chapman in the Fox Sports Las Vegas studio, uh, who was the fourth line, was the first line last night in that loss against the San Jose Sharks. First time that the Vegas Golden Knights have been shut out in the preseason since they were blanked by Aiden Hill. Mm-hmm. That was uh, kind of a, a, a weird connection. And uh, Hill split the time last night with Logan Thompson. Goaltending was really good mm-hmm. for both guys. Uh, had a chance to speak with Will. I did the intermission interviews last night. That was the ringside, and Ashley was uh, upstairs hosting the show as we moved all the way around. Gary did the analyst. Shane was on the desk. Uh, Darren Elliott was in the radio booth. So it was uh, the two play-by-play guys. So we're the only ones that, uh, that stayed put. Shows their range, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Come on, like move on. Let's do something else. Uh, but uh, talk to talk to Will. He wore the A last night. That's yeah. I, I like seeing that. Me too. Um, yep. Keegan Colasar uh, had uh, some physicality to him. Uh, tough for that line to do their regular thing mm-hmm. when they're playing twenty minutes or more. Yeah, uh, playing on the power play. Uh, so different game for them. Uh, I I was uh, happy to see them get some get a step out of their their role a little bit Mm -hmm. yeah i you know i think it was it's important to just kind of have those those games where you have a little bit of a break you you can play a a bit of a different style and i think for you know that trio you know what you're going to get from them inside of a a regular situation as as a fourth line what they can bring to the table i I don't think that anyone's going to question that at all um, but it's good to, to get a little bit more uh, ice time and, and just get the legs moving a little bit more. They had a two-on-one in the first period. They did. Will Carrier with the puck, mm-hmm. left-handed shot, mm-hmm. no-look pass. Like, full no-look. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Staring straight at the goalie and then sliding it over. Yep. Asked him, in regular season, do you shoot that puck? Mm-hmm. And uh, he, he was very confident in the play that he attempted, and then the defenseman... Uh, did a good job getting getting a stick in the way, uh, but taking the puck to the net is sort of his ammo. Mm-hmm. Uh, being able to try the no look, that that offered some flair. I like seeing that from Will. Yeah, I mean, I'll take that in uh, in the preseason, absolutely. But the way Will uh, Will Carrier shot the puck last year, mm-hmm. get that one on that. Hey, it's funny. He posted career highs last year. Mm-hmm. Keegan Colasar with career highs last year. Yeah. And Nick Watt was one off a career high last year. Mm-hmm. That line produced more like a third line at times a, a year ago. But yeah. when you've got when you've got sixteen goals from Will, fourteen from Nick, and eight from 
from Keegan Colasar and the looks that Keegan Colasar gets mm-hmm. when when it starts going in for him, mm-hmm. uh, he's a 15 goal guy. Mm-hmm. I've always said that I I think that he'll score 20 at some point during his career, based on the number of grade A chances that that he does get. Yep. Out of those three, who ends up being the first to score 20, and does it happen this year? Ooh. So I, I'm inclined to say Nick Waugh. You, that's the obvious. Yeah. But it's I, not exactly – when you start factoring in the other stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm i inclined to say Nick Waugh, but you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll the dice on Will Carrier. Like, he just gets better every single year. Do you think it happens this year? I think he could do it this year. It would have happened last year sure. had he not gotten hurt. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'll 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 go Will Carrier because I I still think that there's opportunity for him to slide up the lineup a little bit. Like, you know, we we keep talking about Cotter and Dorofiev, but Bruce Cassidy alluded to it earlier this week that you know there's an opportunity there for Will Carrier if he's continuing to play well and he's he's finding the back of the net. Uh, if you don't like the combinations that you have, you're not looking, you're not liking the the the, the fit there alongside William Carlson. There's an opportunity for Will Carrier to slot up the lineup a little bit. So if that happens, I think that he he absolutely could do it. So he's your selection. You look at the pedigree. Nick Waugh was first overall bantam pick in in the QMJHL. Mm-hmm. Like there is there is offensive uh, history there. Yeah, with, with Nick Waugh, Keegan Colasar scored thirty in Major Junior. Yeah, there's a guy that can finish, mm-hmm. and with the chances that he does get when everything falls into place, it, it's going to be there. I'm with you. Nick Waugh is the one that you're pulled to immediately. Mm-hmm. But Carrier, just he establishes season high year after year after year. Mm-hmm. And if he's going season high this year, good chance he, he gets into to 20. And Colasar is going to get there. Yeah. I, I, I can't definitively make a choice here if i had to i would go wah yeah because i think there's he scored 15 two years ago 14 last year he's right in that middle ground of a big move mm-hmm. and that big move could be 25 sure like i, I think if it's if it's wah we're not talking about just hitting 20 goals like we're talking about mid 20s and, and maybe a little bit higher because I, i'm expecting him to get some looks on the power play obviously i'm expecting there to be to be just more responsibility for the golden knights in the fourth line and, and nick wah his responsibilities as as the center iceman there so i i would think that if wah hits 20 we're not just talking about oh how nice of a story it is nick wah hit 20 goals i think we're talking about 25 27 and there's significance here to discussing which of the guys on the fourth line Mm-hmm. And they want to be called the fourth line. Sure. There's significance to putting the expectations of a 20-goal season on one of those guys mm-hmm. or it, 20 goals to come from one of those guys because this is a Stanley Cup championship team that didn't have a 30-goal scorer last year. Right. So somebody from that line scoring 20 – that's a big part of the offense. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, we, we, somebody will score 30 this year. That that was an anomaly with injuries and different things. Yeah, I I'd be surprised if that if that happened again for the Golden Knights this season if they didn't have a 30 goal scorer, but you know, the fact of the matter is I and we talked about it last year, you don't necessarily need a guy scoring 35-40 goals a year when you get that type of production out of your fourth line. 
and 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 not just you know you look at that fourth line and and you you have a collection of players you've got one of the best fourth lines in hockey and a a fourth line that can play in different situations when you puck battles down low and then put the puck in the back of the net i mean you you know you mentioned it 16 goals 14 goals eight goals that's 38 goals from your fourth line you'll take that all day long every single year how many 20 goal scorers should this team have not could but um, should this team have Stone is one. Stone. Eichel. Eichel. Marcheseau. I, I'd like to say, I mean, I'd like to say William Carlson, right? Like, I, I think that, that if he's able to find the back of the net early in a season, the confidence can build. With the amount of time that he's on the ice, I, I absolutely believe that William Carlson could get back to 20 goals. Um Stevenson. Chandler Stevenson is is definitely an option there as a 20 goal guy. So that's five now. How about but but those like Carlson's a could. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. That's fair enough. You and that should, that's not derogatory. He's no, just no, no, gotta it's, get back it's fair. to that. Yeah. Um what about Barbashev? A could. That's a could. I don't yeah. I don't think it's a guarantee. And if and, he's playing with Jack Eichel, should. Okay. Okay, then then Replace Barbashev with, with but that William would mean Carlson. that that would mean three twenty goal guys on one line. I think, but I think that's that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a, a really good line though. Well, that's a lot. well, I think that's possible with with, with Jack Eichel, yeah. the way that he's yeah. the way that he's playing. I mean, Jonathan Marchessault is going to finish pucks. Like we know that, so I'm not worried about Jonathan Marchessault barring injury. He's a twenty goal guy. Jack Eichel, absolutely. Mark Stone, absolutely. Um, I think Stevenson's a, a, an absolute. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if Stevenson's an absolute. Oh, I I don't think that that's a bad thing. Like no, no, Chandler but, Stevenson is going to set set a lot yeah, of stuff up. Yeah, that's, like, that's I'm, the thing. I'm with, I'm with, uh, yeah, but he his finishing ability is really good. Well, like, I think finish. I think what you're going to see on that line, if if it's Brett Howden, you're going to see an uptick in his production. I, mm-hmm. I think that you've got Chandler Stevenson doing a lot of the legwork. You've got Mark Stone making brilliant plays, and and Mark Stone's going to bury shots. And if Brett Howden's able to finish, you're going to get a lot of production out of that line. I just don't know that you're going to have an automatic 20 goals Chandler from Chandler Stevenson. Chandler Stevenson scored 20 one time. Yeah. It, that's that's a lot to put on him, mm-hmm. considering he's, he's done it once. He is more of a distributor of the puck. That I, I put him in that category. Mark Stone, for sure. Yeah. Uh, could Brett Howden do it? Yes, playing on that line. But it's not a should. Yeah. That Brett Howden's a, a, a could. So, so we're at... Garrett. Stone, Eichel, Marcheseau. That might be the list. I, I mean, it, like as far as you want to write it down and you want to put it in 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 Sharpie right now, it's probably those three. And everybody else is fifteen to twenty. Yeah, it's not bad. And and as far as Eichel goes, as far as Marcheseau goes, like we're setting the bar. At a minimum of twenty goals, like I think it's going to be significantly higher for Eichel and Marcheseau specifically. Like I wouldn't be surprised if you've got thirty-five from from Eichel and, and thirty from Marcheseau. I wouldn't be surprised. And then fifteen, fifteen from Barbashev. From Barbashev, like yeah. you'll take that all day long. If Eichel has a great year, Barbashev has a great year. Yeah, hundred percent. In along that line, but it's, when you start breaking it down mm-hmm. of of should versus could it's it's very different mm-hmm. and like 20 is big 30 is is huge and no. there are guys that 
we had 60 goal scores, but they're on another uh, different approach to, to the game. Sure. This is this is more balanced. You might have, if, if you're talking 15 goal scores, mm-hmm. you might have eight. It's possible. Yeah. Eight, nine. Because I, I think that you, you start talking 15 goals. I think you can, you can look at Chandler Stevenson there. You can look at Ivan Barbashev there. You can look at, uh, you know, even the likes of a of a Paul Cotter. Depending on how many games he plays, you could look at 15 goals there. Um, and then we just spent how much time, right, talking about Nick Waugh, talking about William Carrier, talking about uh, Keegan Colasar as potential guys that that we think could at some point hit the 20 goal mark. Carrier hit 16 last year. Nick Waugh was one off of it. Like you might have those guys chipping in 15 goals for you every single year. It's fantastic. Kevin, any defenseman score 15? <laughs> no, it's 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 a big jump, I think. I mean, if there if there is going to be one, it would be Shea. But I, I... quietly, Alex Petrangelo set the Vegas Golden Knights record for points by a defenseman mm-hmm. in a season last year. Yeah, like he, the most he, quiet <laughs> season possible and that's to establish a franchise record. Missing what ten games around Christmas? You you talked about Nick Hague's shot so far in training camp and and how it's kind of coming off the stick differently. Do you think Nick Hague's double digit goal guy? Yep. You think he flirts with fifteen? Yep. Oh yeah. There you go. Flirts with it. Yeah. But this is a team that had. Three 20 goal scorers a year ago. Yeah. One moved to Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. So you've got an opening there. Like you, you'd expect offense to come from from that spot. And after after that, it was Stone with 17. Missed a lot of time. Mm-hmm. So he would be one of those. Sure. That, there's a reason why we put him in. Chandler Stevenson, 16. Yeah. Played 81 games. A lot of different line mates. Does yeah. that change? Amadio with 16. Yeah. If you get another 16 there, I think you're really happy. Yeah. Pushing him to a could is is a big jump. Carry a 16, we'd like to see it. Mm-hmm. But if you get another 16 from him, you're really happy. Carlson's 14 last year. We'd love to see him at 20. I yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. Nick Wah, 14. Yeah. Love to see him at 20. There's there's guys. They just did it but, all by committee last year. Barbashev, Dorfiev, they're up. Howden. Howden only scored six. I I feel like for Brad Howden, this this is absolutely a year he could hit double digits. Mm-hmm. Should be right there. Well, it seems like he has a he has a home now too with, with some set line mates, whereas he was kind of bouncing around a little bit, it seemed, in previous seasons. But but the more no... you look at it, the more you see the same type of approach has to happen again with balance. Mm-hmm. Because there's nobody's going to go and rock it to the top here. Yeah, I agree. Like, nobody's coming from 15 to 30. No, no. And and I think that the balance at times... It's not a bad thing. No, but... it's it's not because I feel like it it can be repeatable. Like you, it can be replicable because you're not relying on one guy to make a massive jump like you just need guys to be in and around where they were last year and and if you're able to kind of continue to 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 set the lines the way that they were last year and you you have similar type of play you you should be able to get close to that and, and it, plus minus a couple of goals like if, if Carrier comes down a couple of goals but 
Nick Waugh goes up a couple of goals, it, it's it's right there. It's it's you're, the you're in the, yeah. yeah, it's offsetting. It's it's perfect. So I I really like the way that that they do things though because every night it seems like someone else is the hero. Like they're not relying on one or two guys to carry the load. And I feel like the regular season, that's what ultimately set them up for the postseason because there was so much belief and confidence by guys who were playing down the lineup they get the job done. Mm. I mean, they got so many big goals from from unsuspecting players in the in the playoffs in the Stanley Cup final. Like Brett Howden had a huge playoff. Michael Amadio scored a big yeah, goal. Yeah, like, so so it's cool. Kolasar had a big goal, like, and that's the thing. It to me is that's how you win. Yeah, I'll the, put another question to you. Mm. Record for goals in a season is forty three. Mm-hmm. Record for points in a season is seventy eight. Mm-hmm. Do either of those fall this year? I think points does. I don't think goals does. Yeah, that's where I'm at. I think Eichel will break the points record, but I don't think anyone breaks the goals record. Like I, I look at Jack Eichel, eighty five points this year. That's kind of where I'm at. Um, I have Jack Eichel at hundred. You have him at hundred. Mm-hmm. You have him over forty three goals. Challenging, pushing right there. Yeah. If he shoots more. Yeah. And I want Jack to shoot more. <laughs> Jack, shoot more. I'm telling you right now, mm-hmm. shoot more. I know you love passing. <laughs> I know you love holding on to the puck. But shoot more. <laughs> I've told you before, face to face, shoot more. This is uh, this is a note and for not, you. And not just because he was shooting on me. Yeah. But shoot more. Well, it's so good. I, I agree with you. Um, this is a note for Jack from Summerlin. Um, shoots yeah. puck more. Just shoot more. It'll go in. I promise you. You're that good. Uh, let's take a break. We'll set up hour number two. Bruce Cassidy's coming up, and he'll break down everything that's going on with the power play. That uh, incredible, incredible uh, head coaching uh, mind uh, that uh, offered up uh, the analysis today at the City National Arena and the media availability. And just an update on where they are with the roster with two games to go and William Carlson's status. Uh, we'll set it all up for you on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Got Bruce Cassidy coming up in a couple of minutes. Been plugging it for mm-hmm. an hour. Mm-hmm. And the last commercial break, Chapman goes, I don't have that yet. So now I'm scrambling. Garrett oh, Calloway fun. comes through. It'll be fun. And it's going to be in there. Mm-hmm. But there was no mention for the first 42 times that I said, hey, Bruce Cassidy's coming up. You should have heard what he did uh, talking about the power play today. Mm-hmm. That, nothing. He just sits over there and goes, no, that's that's not what happened. Can we look? Since, what happened? Since, since we're gonna do this, can we get some consistency with it being posted on Twitter? <laughs> oh. But there was n- hey, no hey, mention. Hey, that's your no department. Mention. That's your department, man. If it's on Twitter, there's no problem. I don't, I don't look at it. You, you you track it down. You you've got it, and there was no I, mention. I, I don't get emails. From oh with the Dropbox, so I, just, I mean, I, I'm just, I'm relying on on he's you guys over there tracing his little figure eights. Figure eights, what? You don't like figure eights? You love your figure eights, skywriting. That right? was one of those schoolhouse I like, rocks. I like that you just went to the outro music. Well, it generally doesn't happen like on time, but now it is. I love it. Good. Well, we got to focus. Uh, we got him ready to go. I now, it, trying to put, listen, if, we're trying to you, put a one up on the board, guys. If Wait, I'm if I'm included on the Dropbox list or it's posted on Twitter consistently, then yeah. then I have it for you guys. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm just happy that we found out when we did. I'm relying on on you and GC or whoever posted on Twitter. Well, he he saves the day, and you owe him a big thank you. He knows I appreciate I, everything he does. 
That would not have been pretty if it wouldn't have been there because I've been pumping Bruce up. This power play talk is amazing, along with the other roster news. And what's our game rating category going to be this year? We're going to start down that road with a poll on X. It's up right now. We'll tell you about it next.